Hello there and welcome to Golf Lovers United, where we discuss golf the fair way. And when we started this podcast, we made a promise that we would try and talk to you about all elements of golf. It's not just about the players. It's not even just about the game. It's about club golf. It's about up and coming junior golfers. It's about so much more than hitting the ball, which is why today's interview with Billy Gowan from Fair Play Exchange is really, really fascinating. Billy has created a brand new way to settle those on course bets. We've all done it, haven't we? We've all been out there hitting a few balls with the team and, you know, I'll give you a fiver if you can get it closer than I can. I'll give you a tenner, I'll give you £20 and so on and so forth. But really, it's a bit of a pain in the neck to try and collect on those bets. Not anymore with this revolutionary new app called Fair Play Exchange. I use it myself. I'm registered. Ben's registered. Jay's registered. And I highly urge you to have a look as well. But what's interesting to me is that startup stories in golf, you don't tend to see that much of. So part of our job here is to shine a light on people doing great work, which is what Billy and his team are doing. So we do talk, obviously, we talk about golf, but we talk about what it's like to be a startup in the golf ecosystem because so much is changing. Golf is more popular than ever. And it's such an interesting look at what it takes to build something within our industry because not everyone gets the credit that they deserve for building things that are difficult. Everyone's always there saying that they could do better, but people like Billy are actually the change makers. They're making things happen. Before we get to that fantastic interview, though, I want to give a big shout out to our brand new GLU brand partner, Ttimes.pub, which is your weekly, your weekly golf recap newsletter. It's the only one that matters, just like us here on Golf Lovers United. It reports on all things in the world of golf and it goes deep, 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 keeping you up to date with everything that you need to know. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that later on in the episode as well. But for now, if you want to join as a brand partner, if you want to get involved in the GLU fan zone like our brand ambassadors, you can do that at glugc.com slash support. And now sit back and have a bit of fun with myself, Ben, and the wonderful Billy Gowing from Fair Play Exchange. Well, I'm Ben, Golf Lover UK, as you all recognise my dulcet, slightly Bristolian tones. And I'm joined by a very different accent from the right the other side of the country, Mr. Billy Gowing. Billy, welcome. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me on. And for those that don't know Billy, who might not know Billy, you probably will have heard of his his betting app, which is Fair Play Exchange. Um, I was promoting it the other day on one of my putting videos. And what happened was how it came about that I found it. So I literally sat in the bar with my mates and I was sick and fed up of us all saying, let's put a fiver in, let's put a tenner in. And there's always two people that don't have any cash in them. I'm not getting into the politics of cashless society. That's not for today's episode. That's another day. That, that's that's. Let, uh, let's that's, not get into naming your friends either, mate. Let's not get. We don't want to go down a slippery slope here, do well, we? Both you know of what them. I mean? You need to keep your friends. <laughs> yeah, both friends, and, and people don't often have money on them. And I said, I, I just wish there was a way of doing this online rather. Than, and then literally, my friend said, "Well, have you heard about this thing? This new thing?" He said, "He said I've not looked at it, but apparently, mates can place bets." And that's how I found Fair Play Exchange. And me being me, I reached out to Billy to find out more. So, Billy, thank you for solving my problem. 
and tell us how did it come about? Why did you solve this problem? How how did your vision become what has now become a, a quite a successful, fast growing betting app? Yeah, cheers, Ben. Um, pretty pretty much similar scenario to what you guys had in the pub. So um, we play a lot of golf, me and my mates. Big group of us, uh, local swindle uh, club. We're all a member at, and every Saturday there'd be a usual game, about twenty odd players going out, and you know we'd, we'd have a wager on it. Um, tenors in the middle, and then we'd split out between the winner, second place, third, uh, fivers for par threes, and you know loads of side games going on. And every week we'd be going around trying to organise, collecting the money half of the group never had cash and it just sort of rendered the whole, you know, bet and wages completely um, void because, you know, there just wasn't enough money in the pot to go around. And me and my two of my best friends at the time, we was playing together and we just said, there must be an app online that does this. Um, and lo and behold, there wasn't. So we went away and uh, started sort of brainstorming how this would work and, it was just, you know, we, we like to have a bet on anything, whether it's, you know, going to snooker, going to darts, sitting in the pub, having silly bets. Um, and, yeah, th- that's where it all came from, really, just group of pals trying to get bets on with their mates and <laughs> no one ever carrying cash. The idea that you can quite literally bet on anything, because it's, what fascinates me about, like, startups like this is that they can sound, you know, if it's not pitched right, you know, if it's not dialed in in terms of the branding and if you've not, if you've not nailed the name down, something so simple can almost sound a little bit trite. It can sound a little bit, well, what's the point in that? But actually the way that you've positioned it, the way that you've named it, the way that you've put the fair play wording in there, it's, it's really interesting positioning because you know, you can just go and get smashed down the pub and have a laugh. You can bet on anything. Who can do the most map flips? You can have a bet on that. But you can also see this like at the club. You can see it at your golf club. You can see comps being run on this, side bets being run, societies being run on this sort of stuff. So uh, how's, how's the reception been across the board? Like what type of people are you attracting with, with, with this product? Yeah, I mean, so I think we were conscious of numbers the other day and 75% of our activities been based around golf. I mean, you guys know there's big, I'd say gambling culture around golf, but, you know, it's it's more having that bragging rights where it's not necessarily about winning a fiver, but you want to win your mate's fiver. You want to take that money off your power and it's that bragging rights and kind of, uh, it, it goes hand in hand with golf, right? So, yeah, we see quite a bit of our bulk in golf. Um, we've seen quite a lot of fantasy football bets. So, you know, start of fantasy league season, You've got 20 year mates and you all say, let's put a tenner in, end of the season, winner takes all. Nobody ever pays up. And, <laughs> you know, again, it's that same scenario where you're not getting the money out. So we've seen quite a lot of fantasy groups and sort of weekly fantasy bets as well. And obviously you see, you know, Arsenal and Tottenham fans saying who's going to finish above each other and, and stuff like that. So there's a lot of uh, one-upmanship against your mates on the, on the app. I think what's interesting there, and I, I want to, for people who might not quite understand how this works, let's just run through the idea. So the idea being, let's you, Mark and I, we've all got, ignore golf in a minute, which is easier to understand. You, Mark and I, we've got three fancy football teams. We want to place a 50 quid bet each to see who's going to finish the highest. We go into the app. We create the market in the competition. So we'd create uh, Ben, Billy and Mark fantasy 
football league. We select the three yeah. people that are going to take part. We select the stake and how much the winner gets. And, and you just create exactly yourself. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, simplest way to put it is it's just a communal wallet um, to replace cash betting. So the app holds the money in there for you. And then at the end of the season, Ben wins and we just administer the money over to your account and then you can withdraw it just like a normal betting account. Yeah, it's interesting. Cause I actually said to I said to my friend the other day about it and he said, Oh, I, I didn't know you could use it for, for sports, so I've been using it for poker. So like yeah. my mate's been using it for, three good for poker. Yeah, that's exactly right. We, we we get a lot of um private poker games on there. Um yeah, it's, it's another great user case. Just it's another way where people just aren't carrying cash anymore. How far did you have to go with the compliance side? Because betting is notoriously challenging from a technical standpoint. You've got the whole PCI compliance yeah. area to go through. You've got ID verifications. Obviously, you've got the the, the better way stuff to go through and every, everything around that. Because this is a user generated betting market essentially how far did you have to go did you have to go as far as like a bet 365 or were the were the concessions like how, tell us a little bit about that i'm fascinated by that yeah um so certainly the biggest barrier to entry was getting completely compliant and regular regulated with the ukgc which is the um the gambling authority in the united kingdom and yeah, that was <laughs> a terribly stressful time for me because it was, you know, whether or not we was going to get this off the ground relied on us getting these licenses. So um, it took us, I think, two years in total from the start of the application to getting it approved. So I had to get a personal gambling license myself and then Fair Play as um, a sort of combined remote encompassing license, which covers everything. Um but yeah, I mean, the UKGC are uh, very stringent in their measures. So yeah, there's a lot of uh, hoops to jump through and a lot of um, so you have to prove to them. But, you know, luckily, through a lot of hard work, we managed to get that license. And the next thing is just making sure that you, you stay within the, the parameters of the, what they tell you you can and can't do. So, you know, uh, compliance is my side of things within the company. And it's, the license is such a great asset for us. We have to, you know, look after it with everything we can. Yeah, that's that's interesting, mate. It's, my background is, pro, is product building, building software and, and startup background. And I've took, you know, software from startup through to exit. And, and that that is such a difficult journey to go on. One, one thing I'm fascinated by, because you've got, you've got a really fascinating inbuilt type of audience which is if you think about most startups it's like okay here's product market fit okay here's a here's a product that is targeting this market you're solving a problem which exists but actually it can fit so many different markets we've talked about sports we've talked about poker it could quite literally create your own market and really really broaden the use cases, which is as dangerous as it is exciting because you could go out there and be, try and be everything to everyone or you can really focus in and, and try and target some verticals. Like, How have you grown this thing? What markets did you target to start with? Where did you where did you decide to start with that growth? Um, it's certainly golf, you know, um, where, it, you know, the, the idea was born on the golf course. And me and my friends, you know, the, the, the guys who I started the business with, we bet, you know, all the time. We play a lot of golf, and that's who we really went after. Uh, we went up, we went after golfers, um, 
we did sort of a few partnerships. We got involved with a couple of influencers, um, put on a few golf days, got involved with a few local clubs. To start off with, it was pretty much, you know, a few of the local golf clubs around Essex just speaking to the management, speaking to the swindles, seeing what they thought. Would you, you know, would you use this app? Is it going to make your life easier? A lot of people said yes. You get a lot of pushback as well because naturally some of the older lads, they're like, I've still got a roll of 50s on me, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, <laughs> so it, it was just always going to start with golf because we knew the betting market was there and, you know, we knew people were going to use this because we saw it every week for so long. And, you know, the older boys in our uh, swindle, they, they used to go mental us because anyone under the age of 30 just – None of us have cash. Like we'd never do it, and all of that awkwardness of oh, I'll transfer you, and I'll owe you for next week. Like no one ever pays up on that, and no one ever chases you for it. So it all just gets lost, doesn't it? It's always a it's a pain. And like my my brother in law Alan, and he's 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 a meticulous organizer, and he's a really calm bloke. Like anyone who's spent time with me and Alan knows of the two brother in laws. I'm not the calm one. Um. But if you want to rile him right up, don't bring a five on a Sunday. If you want to rile him up, he, he sent seven messages to the group for the last 10 days. Don't forget your fiver. Don't forget your fiver. Don't forget your fiver. <laughs> and then come Sunday when fiver's in, there's three people paid. That's the only time you'll see him lose his temper. So you, you're, you're saving the world's calmest man from ever having to lose his temper. <laughs> you're right it's like yeah, yeah. It, Bristol we don't have rolls of 50 with us we have rolls of 10s and 5s Essex got a bit more cash knocking around but like silly things like I, I, I go and watch a bit of live cricket and one of the things I love to do is is like and we don't do it because someone's got to write it down so you don't bother which is like how many runs before the first wicket if there's if there's how many of you let's say there's five or six of us going and we all stick a tenner in you can have loads of one pound bets over the day can't you our pound on when the first wicket falls for two to five runs six to eight runs whatever whatever it might be how many wickets who's going to get the most wickets more more uh, more how many more courts and bowls whatever it might dismissals whatever it might be you can set any of that right exactly that i mean so me and the guys in the office, <laughs> we went to the BMW PGA Championship at Wentworth and we put it up all day on a par three and we just bet on how many balls were going to land on the green. So whoever decided, they, whoever was going first could pick how many balls were going to. So obviously they're playing in three balls. So I'd say, well, looking at the three ball, professional golfers, three are going to hit. The next person could choose whether they had zero, one or two. And we've just literally all day betting on who was going to land on the green, and then we was betting on who was going to make the part. And, you know, exactly that, just little one-pound bets all day long. And because the app's been built in a way where it's so quick to use and, you know, it's, it's seamless, you can just keep repeating those bets all day long. And, you know, at the end of the day, no one was coming out <laughs> with loads of money. It was just like one or two pounds changing hands here and there. But it, that's what betting should be about, you fun. know, fun with your mates and enjoying it, you know. No one's going to get striped up on our app because it's against your friends and you know we only see small stakes really like 10 15 20 quids sometimes but it's just all about having a laugh with your mates and you know taking one or two quid off them on silly bets you know what i absolutely love golf i think about it all the time i practice all the time i am fascinated by the whole industry the whole game and everything that goes on but the trouble is 
I'm absolutely packed out and busy at work. I've got a little girl. Everything is just too much to try and stay on top of, which is why I'm always looking for easier and quicker ways to stay up to date with the sport that I love. And that is why I recommend that you do what I do, which is subscribe to the only newsletter recap that you need from the world of golf. That is teatimes.pub. That's teatimes.pub. It's a free newsletter. It lands every single week and it's highly, highly recommended. Go and check it out now and let us know what you think. Teatimes.pub. That's the beauty of it, I think, is that you... And I think that this is perhaps why it fits so nicely with golf as well, that there's a bit of an honour system in play. You know, golf's a very honest game if, you, if you're wanting to play it how it's intended to be played. And it feels like this, as you say, you're not going to attract people that are going to want to take you for a ride. They're not, no one's going to want to rinse anyone just because it is your friends and you, you're building your own markets out there. Um, when it comes to building something like this, you, you've, got, you've got to pick your battles. You know, you've got to say, right, okay, here's the thing that we're building first. Here's the thing that we'd love to build now, but actually that might that might be a year out. Like, what what's what's the next year? What's the next two years look like in terms of features? In terms of what you're going to be doing with Fair Play Exchange? Um, yeah, definitely. Like exactly what you said. There's so true, Mark. Like you, you have to build the core functionality of it before you put all the bells and whistles on, right? So what we've got now is essentially our minimum viable product, and you know we're we're currently looking at new features now. Um, the next step and phase that we're, we're sort of planning and going to begin to build soon is a sort of sweepstake function so you know that classic thing grand national you come around the office and <laughs> you've got your tenors and you end up putting in tenors for people that are working for you and that so you know a, a sweepstake function where you can easily you know set them up distribute them and a way where fair play can set up sort of open public sweepstakes so say when April comes around, Masters is coming on. Um, we'll just set up Fair Play Masters sweepstake. You can buy a ticket and then we'll just give everyone, a, you know, the algorithm will give everyone a random uh, player. So it's sort of giving you an interest in it rather than, you know, some people obviously spend ages analysing who is going to go well around Augusta and whatnot and who's a good price. But on our new sweepstake feature, you'll just be given a, a random player and then that's your player to, to, to cheer on. That's huge. The, 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 sorry to jump in, Ben, that, that really is interesting as well because you've got like my club will send an email around saying, right, master sweepstake, send me a tenor via the bank and bank transfer it and we'll wait until everything's done and then we'll spreadsheet it up and we'll send it all out. So the ability for clubs to be able to create their own sweepstakes and be able to run what is actually quite a, significant part of their business. You know, a lot of pro shops are, are trying to build revenue through so many different streams that they want the sweepstakes every week. They're running comps, obviously, as we know, but everything is moving towards how do we generate additional revenue that is not based on product, it's not based on the weather in, in so far as tea times and selling lessons and whatever else. So I really like that idea. I think it's a an interesting way to get the pro shops interested. Because if you can get those guys, if you can get each pro, each club advocating for this, suddenly the trickle down's huge, isn't it? You just get every member using it. Of course. And it's, you know, it's a huge acquisition tool for us, hopefully when it, when it launches, even going back to the grand national, um, user case, 40 horses, you get, you know, 10 offices involved. That's 
400 users straight off the bat. So it's just another way that hopefully we can start building up this audience and user base. I suppose it's something as well that that people can offer on behalf of the people. So we could we could set up the Golf Lovers United podcast master sweepstakes. So we could set one up and invite our invite our users to come in and and participate and whatever else. It, it's it's a very clever thing. And those that want to do unique bets with themselves on whether John Rahm will finish higher than Brooks Kepka can do that, but. Then, if you want to go into partake in the just buy a ticket in the sweepstake, you've got that easy option too. Exactly. I think when we first spoke, I think we first spoke that one of the things that reason. So Jay's not with us today. Obviously, Jay's the other the other host. He lives in America. But Mark and I both have startups and scale ups, and Mark's um, transitioned and sold as well, and things like that. So Mark and I really like the business side of golf, and we've got a guy called Colin Landforce coming on in a in a couple of weeks time, Colin's like the number one sort of guru in how to build brands by going and finding suppliers for be it gloves, teas, bags, whatever it might be. And this business podcast actually something business tag on podcast that Mark and I are quite passionate about because of our, our love of business. And I think you, you epitomize what we love about this. You've seen a problem, you fixed it. It's relative related to golf, which is why it's on here, but it's not always easy. So, while you've overcome things and, you're, and it's doing great and you're just gaining users, what, what were the tough things? Was it all around the gaming license stuff and there been other things that have been difficult? Um, that was particularly difficult. Um, probably one of the biggest barriers to entry for us. Um, believe it or not, um, a big headache was get, getting a bank account because they automatically, the, the banks weren't necessarily interested in hearing too much from us, but as soon as you tick the box of gambling, they knock you back for a gap for a bank it's bank account. So I almost had to really try and get my face in front of a bank manager to say, look, I need to open an account for my business. And although it, technically we have a gambling license, it's not necessarily a you know we're not a bookmaker. We're not. I don't see it as a gambling product necessarily. I think it's more of a financial vehicle to pull people's money in. You know. Um, so yeah, eventually managed to get a, a, a bank account, which was difficult. Um, obviously raising money is exciting, but you know, very frustrating. Had to go to, you know, you have to get so many knockbacks before you can get someone over the line. And then obviously once you get a bit of momentum, it starts to get a little bit easier, um, building the product. So, you know, the actual coding software side of it is out of my realms of competency, but you know, you have to pick the right partners and pick the right team who can build that product for you and have to have a lot of trust in them to build what you want to be built and, you know, solve the problem that we're trying to solve. So, yeah, many, many different things that have been super stressful but also super rewarding, you know, so to, to, to build something from scratch and, and get it out there and sort of prove the concept that people are using and, you know, we get great feedback that people really enjoy the product. So, you know, it's, it's incredibly rewarding to see. feels like community is such a big part of this growth as well. It feels as if not only allowing people to build their own communities around things like the sweepstakes in the future and, you know, we three building our own books and, and, and me building books at, at my club and you building books at your club and, and, and creating that sense of individual community, but, but the, 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 the general bigger picture fair play exchange community, you know, this idea that you're almost 
you're almost creating a movement where we all move forward with this fun aspect of whatever it is that we're into. Is that something that you, you're trying to focus on as, as you grow the user base, as you focus on, on, on user acquisition? Yeah, definitely. I mean, at the minute, user acquisition is just the, the, the main focus for us. But, you know, what we're seeing quite often is people inviting their friends to that, which is great for us, right? It's the cheapest way that we're ever going to acquire customers. But, you know, essentially, if you enter the Fair Play app and you haven't got any friends on the app, it's redundant. You can't use it. So it, you have to go on the app and invite your mates in order to be able to use it. So community is massive for us, you know, and eventually, you know, we've got loads of different aspects that are for the road, future roadmap that we can hopefully build around, you know, people being able to bet amongst each other in the community. But yeah, for now, the focus is solely just let's build the, build the audience and prove the concept before we start. Know, really driving other features in. Yeah, that's that that stickiness as well is such an important factor, isn't it? With with any kind of app based product, we we found it with our stuff where if we get if we get someone registered and the onboarding is so tight that by the by the time they've registered and finished that registration, they've created a podcast and maybe even uploaded a trailer, or certainly got to the point where they've put some cover art into the podcast platform, they've put some a title for the show in there, they've put a description in, and importantly, they've put their name into it. They feel like they've got some ownership and the product just became, we, we did that almost from day one and the product just became that much more sticky. The churn rate dropped to a really, really low percentage because people, they they, they had some skin in the game. They, they were invested. It was, okay, here's my thing on this platform. And it feels as if, there's a bit of a journey there for you as well where, okay, let's build the onboarding out. Let's make sure that, okay, one of the things that I do is make sure Ben and Billy are in here with me and I'm going to chuck a, I'm going to chuck a quid at a new user to, so that they can have a bet with their friends. You know what? So if, that's such a fascinating part of this for me, mate. I think how you develop that is, is going to be really interesting to see. I'm, I'm fascinated by all of this. Yeah, we, d- we definitely need to, um, essentially, each person that downside the app, we need them to be a sort of um, a salesman for us, right? We need them to go out and that's a, one reason, you know, I say to the team, like, the customer service for us is absolutely vital because, you know, if someone can't get their account verified for whatever reason, we need to be on hand to tell them, you know, right, we can get this sorted out for you. And, you know, if someone's got a problem with drawing, we need to be able to, you know, <laughs> in 10 seconds of their email coming through, we need to go back to them and let them know there's someone on the end of the line because ultimately you're building trust with your audience and trust with your user base. And like I said before, you, we need each user to be a, a salesman for us and go out and shout about, oh, this new app's great, you know, it's, it's really easy to use and if you do have any issues, you know, they're, they're straight away sorting it out for you. That is so vital, man. And, and I think a lot of startups get that wrong. I think especially when you... When you consider, like, you know, in startup world, everyone's like a CEO, which sounds like you're Bill Gates or, or, or Steve Jobs. And it's always, it's a little, like, it's a little bit bullshitty, isn't it? And I always find that. It is, yeah, it's rubbish. It's mental. And I, the, the idea, and I even still do this, like, we've created startups, we've sold startups. And even the one that I still work on now as part of, uh, of the bigger business, like, I still do support because, especially with the most angry people, you know, because they, they present such an opportunity. If you can give them the best experience and if you can say to them, look, I'm Billy, I'm the founder, 
this is what I do. I've sorted you out. They, they become evangelists, they become advocates, and they will, until they simply die, they will tell everyone how good you are. And it's, so many people get that wrong. So that is so refreshing, dude. I think that's, that's, that's a very powerful way of doing it. I'm, <laughs> I'm literally, you know, on the weekends, I'm refresh. I'm, I'm sitting on CMS, the, the back end all day, just constantly refreshing it, seeing what's going on. And I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm getting involved with the admin. I'm constantly, you know, going back to customers. You know, we've, we've, we've got an in-house team of people here, but, you know, I, I feel like it's important, exactly as you just said, that I get involved in that. And no one's too big here to muck in and do the admin and the customer service because, you know, it's, it's a fluid environment where everyone's got to be able to do a bit of everything, you know? I think... I think it's so key, and again, without harping on about it's, we found exactly the same over what we're doing. And with our onboarding, we actually found an element of gamification really helped. So as users went through, things turned green. It bought, it gave a bit of fun and experience to buy into it. And I think it's very different on how you do it, but it's nice having three people doing three very different things, but having all the same problems and successes. I think Billy, the one thing I want to pick up on there is that, that community side. You talked about orange and golf days. And I think that's a really big thing. Cause if you have a golf day in, I just think Manchester, Leeds, Birmingham, one in Essex, one in North London, one in South London. I'll do that one for you. That's my only impression I got mate. Uh, and one in Bristol. And then you're doing that and you're having the, the fair, the fair play exchange series. You're, you're creating, if you're getting 70, 80 people to each of those events, you're creating those users. It's a fantastic way of driving it, isn't it? And, and I think hopefully over the summer, we can see a load more events and people just coming on board. And I know we got, I know we got the, uh, the GLU, uh, code. What's the, what's the GLU code get people again, Billy? Won't you tell people? So, um, if, if the guys sign up to the app, um, and just put in the promo code on sign up. GLU, we'll put a five pound free bet in your account, and you know you can test out the app, have a play with your friends, and yeah, challenge your mates to something. I lost that last night doing that putting video with Prev. I lost five pound to him straight <laughs> away. My first bet done, gone. <laughs> that's why you, that's why you need those video lessons with Prev, mate. So don't be betting when you're getting taught. This is like putting. One yeah, we, we, one, got, we got five. We got five more lessons in the series. Um, by the time this comes out, we'll probably be about lesson five, I think, probably. Um, we've got five more lessons in the series and there's a tic-tac-toe in each one. So as Prev said, he's going to be 30 quid up. <laughs> that is easy money. That's the easiest money I've ever seen. I love that. That's hilarious. He's Prev a bit of a player, then. He's a pro, yeah. He's a pro and he's a teacher. So he's a good mate of mine. He's building up, he's building up his um, Instagram channel to do some coaching and this, that and the other really good bloke and like i said well no one else is doing so we, as you've seen you saw the video i sent you last night that we're, yeah. we're the only people in the world who are doing a winter outdoors nighttime putting series <laughs> there's no one else doing that <laughs> that's because it's freezing you invented it first of all. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and last i imagine <laughs> This has been awesome, Billy. Thank you so much, man. The the uh, the next thing I want to do is make sure everyone gets hold of Fair Play Exchange. I'm assuming, I'm assuming it's Google, App Store, it's the Play Store, sorry, it's iOS. I've downloaded it myself on iOS, but available on, on, on all the app stores just by searching Fair Play Exchange. It's exactly right, yeah. Uh, available on App Store and Google Play. It's completely free to download. <laughs> we don't take no cut or commission on the bets. It's free to use. Um, yeah, free to download, so no reason not to get involved and have a bet with your mates. 
I love it. You can get that at fairplayexchange.co.uk as well. This has been fantastic, Billy. Thank you for joining us. And to everyone out there. Thanks for having me. Get over there and get that app downloaded and let's create some sweepstakes and start having a little bit of fun. I don't think enough is made of the startups that are doing amazing work in this space, that are doing fantastic work inside golf, but also the startups that are doing things really, that are quite difficult. You know, betting and doing anything with gambling is much more difficult than doing something that's not in betting or gambling because there's that much more to handle. So big props to Billy for absolutely crushing it. And go, please go check out Fair Play Exchange. I'm on it, like I said earlier. At the beginning of the episode, Ben's on it. A lot of my friends are on it. We use it to have a little bit more fun on the course. But of course, we do that sensibly. We do that safely. We know our limits and we make sure that we cover ourselves completely by just understanding why we're there, which is to have some fun and keep everything light and pressure free. So, Thank you so much for joining us. It's a real, real pleasure. Thank you once again to Billy. If you want to join our fan zone, you can do so at glugc.com slash support. And until the next time, just keep on loving your golf. We'll be back with another episode very, very soon. Bye-bye for now.